0: boy you lot. you listen in the garage happen episode 232 on night's episode the modelings go from talking about the last year to talking about the next year because you know number lines and sensible progressions and shut it I'm listening to me show
1: welcome to the garage you tools for the next two hours or thereabouts we'll do our best to keep you informed entertained and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way, bringing you plans within plans within dreams and hopes and things. I'm Alex Gonzalez.
0: I am... Inevitable. I'm just gonna go with inevitable. It's just becoming my fallback. Thanos is too cool. Plus, though, yes, he's kind of awesome. Plus, me and Josh Brolin are not only the same height, but we have the same inseam, which I know is a weird thing to know, but he mentioned it when he was on Conan O'Brien. Oh, he's got very short legs, so we both have our weird short-legged, shorter, shorter guys. Uh, I feel a kinship with that man. <laughs> hey, you, hey, listen, you don't know the trials of being about 5'10 being just shy of 6 feet, and having the exact same inseam as your wife, who is 5'4". No, I don't know that pain. Yeah, uh, my legs, sh- I got these short little apple turkey legs going on. Thanks, Dad freaking genetics and I'm telling you right now 29 inch inseam like that's just not normal like my legs are short and if they were as long as they should be average guy length I'd be six one, six two, 6'2 and that would be awesome it's so sad that one of my life dreams is I just would dream I wish I woke up one day and was 4 inches taller so I am inevitable though Okay, uh, so I, I don't know, <laughs> buddy.
1: I mean, this is a hot start. I know, but this just, is why we need
0: Rotor to yell at me and keep me on track.
1: Inevitable, jeez, I,
0: I am inevitable.
1: I have no context for that quote, however, I'm sure it's probably from Dude. one of the Avengers movies I haven't seen. So, yeah, and it's
0: Thanos. Okay. Thanos. He, what he is doing, it cannot be stopped. He is inevitable. All all
1: right. Right. Okay, guess what? So inevitably, we have to start thanking the sponsors of the show. Yeah, um, otherwise we're going to get turned off inevitably. <laughs> um, so as always, we need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer, which include Chaos Orc Superstore, Chaos Orc
0: Superstore, Superstore, Chaos Superstore,
1: Six Squared Studios, Six Squared Studios for all your pacing needs, and Grognard Games in Roselle, Illinois. There's always something happening at.
0: Grognards. Because there is always something happening at Grognards. Mm hmm. We'll do with commercial for them later. I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it at that for now because there literally is always something happening at that store. But we'll get to that later. Patreon, we have a Patreon page. It's Patreon.com/slash/GarageHammer. You should check it out. Look at the dumb things. Think if you want to be a part of the one percent. Uh, the one percent who include our associate producers Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and Lance Pear. Our executive producer Colin Miller. And our newest patrons, get this, two new patrons, Adrian Ray and David Bailey. Thank you, guys. Is it David Bailey or Davis Bailey? Oh, what? Is it Davis? Did I totally misread the email? No, no, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm about to find out. So wait a minute. But I personally know a Davis Bailey. Oh. So that's why I was wondering. It is Davis Bailey. Bless you know what I did read Davis Bailey I typed it wrong though because I got these fingers it's okay Davis Bailey thank you Davis Bailey wow if I wasn't so Guys, lazy I'd bro. say we should re-record this and go back and, and edit it so he doesn't know that I mangled his name but you know what so, just out of like professional courtesy so you butchered
1: Dan Carlson when he signed up did I who's one of my like, yeah yeah what did I call him? I don't know what you called him. I think it was like Daniel Crasson or Carson or something. See,
0: that's the. That's
1: the and uh. then Davis, one of my buds, you screwed that up. I see how it is.
0: Oh, is that I see how it is? <laughs> that's how this is going. You know what? Maybe that's weird because I, I I don't think I often screw up. The people's names and then it's if you know them somehow that somehow makes me screw them up it's like you knowing them causes a problem so now it's my fault i see how this is I'm this totally is a great relationship only totally blaming you for everything oh, oh, i'm like alfred in that batman uh and, and when he's gonna go give himself up are you kidding i was gonna tell him you did all of it ah uh, uh, yes in dark Knight. yep
1: Okay, now I'm with you. It took me a second to figure out which Alfred we were talking about, because apparently Batman Returns doesn't exist as a Batman movie, but whatever.
0: What? Batman Returns? Oh, I didn't say it doesn't exist. I just said it's not any good. Whatever. It's not like it's Crow 3 or something. Come on now. Is that the one where they're like in Mexico and they hang him on a tree or something? It was like Eddie Furlong was in that. That... I
1: don't remember exactly the plot of Crow 3, except that it <laughs> well, had Thomas Jane in it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Thomas Jane played the crow in Crow 3, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, after the first one, I sort of lost track on all of that stuff. Even the second one, I was just like, oh, I'm trying to like this.
1: They made way too many movies for a lot of movies that didn't need sequels. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have all the original comic books. In fact, I got a, I got a piece of original art from the comics signed by uh, J O Barr. Um, that that book, that's such a straightforward revenge tale. It's like High Plains Drifter, you know, and it's mm. completely <laughs> kept in what. Yeah, it's it. I know it made money, so they had to go try and make another story. But that's not how that works. The only way that works is if you just have the crow bringing other people back but then it's just the same movie with other people so you're right crow sequels bad idea I'm writing that down right here in the show notes crow sequels bad idea why am I writing it's it down it's the same thing with starship troopers uh, there's so much you could do with ideas. starship troopers too though. no 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 I wish they would make Starship Troopers and actually make the book Starship Troopers, because that's an amazing piece of literature. If
1: they did the book of any major movie, like the actual book itself, it just wouldn't be the same. Uh, like, if they did Jaws verbatim from the book, it'd be X-rated. No, so, no, not not
0: verbatim. What I'm saying is, if you ever read Starship Troopers? Uh, no, I actually haven't. Because it is almost nothing like the movie. Well, then it might be enjoyable. It's it's fantastic. I actually taught it for a few years because it's wonderful. But none of this has anything to do with Games Workshop or Warhammer. So I just want to thank all of you who are part of the 1% who make this, including Davis Bailey. And if we're going to keep mentioning Davis because I mangled his name, we should mention Adrian Ray. And you know what? I should probably look right here on my emails and make sure that... Adrian Ray is the duh, 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 is the right way. That, yeah, it is Adrian Ray. I got that one right, at least, because you don't know him. So. Wow. Actually. No, I, d-
1: I don't know Dude. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, any event.
0: Um, Dave. Yes? Yes, Alex. Do we still have voicemail? We do still have voicemail. In fact, we have... A voicemail. Uh, and if you would like to leave a voicemail, all you got to do is call up this phone number, 1 757 GH Show 6. That's 1 757 GH Show 6. You can call anytime and leave a voicemail, and it may get on the air like this one is about to. Well, hi there, Alex and Dave,
1: and any special guests that might be co-hosting with all of you. And Happy New Year. This is Captain Scurvy in New York City. So, it's 2020. We all have high hopes for amazing new releases from Games Workshop this year. However, I'm still trying to finish all the
0: models that I bought last year and the year before. So I'm calling to ask all of you, because you appear to have families
1: and seem to be gainfully employed, what habits have you developed over the years to, first of all, make the time for the hobbying, and,
0: second, to make the best use of that time? I can't wait to find out. This is Captain Scurvy, signing off. Yeah, I can't wait to find out either. (laughs) You can start off with this one because, Lord knows... I am a binge painter with long breaks in the middle with nothing to do and when I had little kids it was hard and I just did it after they went to bed or else didn't paint for long periods of time and I'm still sort of a binge painter and a binge player I do things a lot and then I don't do much of anything forever so I got no answer for Captain Scurvy that is going to be anywhere near the realm of helpful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At least you're honest. I mean, I just, dude, I, you know, if you got a passion for this and you love it, how do I keep interested? I read the stuff because that's the one thing I know I can do. And people, well, if you have time to read, you have time to paint. No, because I'm reading when I'm not home, or I'm reading when I'm on my lunch break, or I'm, you know, doing that when you. Know, uh, reading you,
1: in general is more convenient. Um, yes, and it's more conducive because you're still going to be making progress, minimal effort, and painting can get to the point of being a chore and unless you're like reading for full comprehension and report isn't a chore it's a relaxation technique yep so i will say this is a little different but then you also make time for this show
0: well yeah we yeah this this does take time especially with the amount of work we have to put into the books because we are reading them for reports but uh I don't know. I think the I think the biggest thing I did with my hobby time, or to get my hobby time right, was to literally lower my expectations, which is a horrible answer. But it's like I'm not going to get that much done. But do I have time to get a little bit done? Is there a way I can keep stuff sort of? In the pseudo ready holding pattern, so if I do have time to sit down, I can do it. Now I'm lucky that my wife refuses to come into the basement. She says it smells a little funny. Which Harrison moved down here. It kind of smells like a teenage boy, um, but I my the the, the coffee table. And you've been in the crypt. The coffee table in front of the couch, like, is covered in night haunt models, and nobody comes down here. And if they do, they stay the hell away from my table. So. Uh, in fact, there are TV, like the little TV card trays, you know, the little, you know, TV ta- the little mm-hmm. fold up tables. Uh, I have like four or five of them down here in a, in a, on a rack in the basement. And when the kids need something or if they come down here with food, I'm like, keep off my table, grab a card table. Cause this is my table. So I can sit down and work for 20, 30, 40 minutes at a time and then be done, you know? Um, also, uh, and this is something completely different. But coming to the realization, you're never going to be, a, you're never going to be one of those kind of painters that everybody is is on and on over and 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 uh, and and you know, sharing pictures of with. And it's not that I don't have the talent; it's that I don't have the time or the desire to make enough time to become that good. And once you come to grips with that. Then any time you spend on the hobby, anything you can do suddenly feels a lot less pressure and a lot more fun, and I think you become more willing to sit down and be like, look, I only got a half hour. A lot of times when you are working on a project and you have a lot to do, you're like, oh, I only have a half hour. I'll barely even get started. Why bother? You know. Whereas now I'm like, oh... I'm just gonna go sit down and paint green on these ghosts for a half hour, and I'll do it another day and I'll do it another day till i'm d- and I'm done with the green you know and right it's, it's that sort of like I'm not worried about i i'm just i'm doing it for me, I think that's what it is I'm doing this mm-hmm. for me I'm not doing this to win best painted awards i'm not, I'm doing this so when I go and put it on the table. It's acceptable, I like how it looks, and my opponent isn't looking at it going. Ugh, that's barely three cuddler minimum, or ugh, that's gray plastic. You know, you want to, you know, you don't want to give them that. Right. Well,
1: the bigger thing is it's like it's also the narrative of the game and just the immersion is much better when you have a painted army Mm -hmm. um, on the table. But that was part of the reason I had started the hobby streak thing. Um, And I've kind of dropped off of that, but I've still been hobbying almost every day. I think the big thing is it's just I take care of my responsibilities first. So like I work from home, so I do get to hobby when I'm on hold with an insurance company for like two hours. And when I can't do anything else, I may put a model together or something. Uh, I just can't really paint on hold just because I may have to drop everything at the last minute and you can't do that with a brush. Um, But what I've taken the habit of doing is I don't hobby until the baby's asleep, dishes are done. Laundry's put away and all of Joan's toys are put away. Um, and I've been trying to do even just like an hour or a night. It's really, and my stuff right now is not my usual standard because I'm painting contrast. Uh, so that has helped quite a bit. But the other thing I've been looking at doing is another purge. Um, you and of me the, both. Yeah. Of the stuff that, I realistically don't know if I'm going to get back to like, and we're going to talk about this when we get to the main topic. Um, and we should probably save it for the main topic. Yep, let's do that.
0: Yeah, this actually plays right
1: into what we're talking about. so This was perfect.
0: Uh, it was like I said, I, I didn't, and honestly, I didn't get a chance to listen to the voicemail before I put it up, and I was like, wow, this is actually exactly what we're going to be talking about. So cool, it is. Um, you know what? Let's take a break. We've been talking for 15 minutes, uh, and I know that's not a long time, but we got the intro to the show down. Let's just take that break, come back, and jump into the toolbox. All righty? Sounds great. We'll be back.
1: And we are back with The Toolbox, brought to you by Chaos
0: Org Superstore. Chaos Org Superstore. Superstore. All right. What have you been hobbying?
1: Not a whole lot, actually. Um, What? What? What, what? Yes. It's been a bit of a hectic uh, holiday, Uh, just with Joni's birthday being on Christmas and then just multiple family things. Um, I haven't been doing a whole lot of hobby but I did just recently do some green stuff work for a conversion for the Brew City Brawl, which is coming up the end of April in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, twenty five hundred point tournament and I'm painting a whole new army for it because I want to do the stupid army. Um, and stupid army. I converted a Manfred. Oh, okay. Because I, I like the Manfred model, but I hate, hate, hate his head. Um, so I took it off, and I replaced it with Mephiston's head, the new one. Oh, okay. Um, so it actually looks like a vampire as opposed to a ghoul. Um, so, yeah. Not my Mortar, but now he is. Because <laughs> cool. I... I cannot stand bald Manfred. It's just not a good look for him.
0: Oh, I see. I I, I kind of like him bald. Not all vampires have to have, have no. The you long, have flowy to hair. go
1: with the long, glorious locks of flowing hippie hair. No,
0: you don't That's have to all look like are. Euro
1: trash. You don't. You no, can, no,
0: you don't. I at least
1: want him to look like Dracula, or at least closer to it than
0: Dracula. What he was. Speaking of which, oh, you have you don't have Netflix, do you? I do. Oh, have you seen the thing for the Newton from the Dracula that came from the BBC? That's you know, you got to watch that. But it's that, on my watch list I have not watched it yet. That dude. Doesn't look like any Dracula I've ever thought of. I'm like, "Oh, I got to get used to that." Yeah. He so. just looks like Joey i um, next door neighbor. It's- Wait, you're talking like Joey
1: from Friends?
0: Oh, no. I just was just, just a generic term. It could be oh. Lebowski next door neighbor or Fred next door neighbor or Thanos next door neighbor. I was just putting in a name. First name that popped in my head. Okay. All right. Sure.
1: <laughs> All right. So then I just finished 10 Grot shooters today uh, for the Gloom Spike Gits. Um, so that knocks out a unit finally of them. So 35 left. And I don't want to do any of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God!
1: Yeah, it's rough, man. So, but I did a little other green stuff work to do some gap filling on some witches I had put together from the 40k witch kit. Oh yeah, uh, for Warcry. So I converted um, those oh, witches did, did into I see pictures of those. Yeah, I put a couple online of the witches themselves.
0: Those were pretty ca- cool. Uh, I'm not a huge like, I, I don't do conversions well at all, and, like, I see them, and sometimes they're cool, but sometimes I look at them, and I'm like, hey, man, if you like it, you like it. Uh, it's your hobby. Do it. But those actually look cool. Like, I actually liked those.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It was one of those things that's, like, I didn't – so the truth be told, I didn't want to pay $60 for six witches or Sisters of Slaughter, um, and those girls are not my jam. I – always like the idea of more of like a... You're more of a armored pajama jam, fighter. jam, right? No, Raspberry. <laughs> uh, so, in any event, I wanted to do more like a gladiatrix as opposed to um, the running on the little bikinis and everything. So, Although there's
0: nothing wrong with that.
1: No. Uh, so, in any event, I converted... Uh, three into witches and then three into sisters of slaughter. Um, and I don't really convert either. And I was really worried about doing it, but I just sat down and did it. And each one of them came out,
0: right. The Alex first time I did doing it. it, that's right. He's doing it. Alex is doing it. Alex is doing it. Well, I done did it. That's besides the point. Alex done did it. That's like the sequel. Alex oh yes, did it. Who done did it? It was Alex. Alex done did it. I could do this all day. You need to stop me.
1: Decaf for this man.
0: Anyway, <laughs> what have you been working on? Uh well I've been reading the ancient KO books that GW is kind enough to send us, and that's kind of wonderful. Um I have been finishing up the la- oh, I've been finishing up my PECA army. Um because I sent in my list. Um and I think it's decent uh but then i've been painting the rest of this like I got so much more i mean a lot more to finish but it's it's literally all on the table, and i can i can it's it's one of these things where it's like i think it's about eighty models sitting on my table, but this is every single thing I have left for night Haunt, for my stupid six thousand point night Haunt army if you include uh uh battalion costs. And For the procession, right? Yes, the full-on. Pre- and oh, remember when I thought I didn't have enough uh, models that I needed to buy another box of the the lady? What is the The hate the dreadscythe harridans? Is that what they're called? The ladies with the scythe arms? Yes, I. I that's what. That's what they're called. Yeah,
1: you I got actually it right. got it right. Yes.
0: <laughs> new Year. Do you year know the name of the me? unit
1: champion, though? What. Do you know the name of the unit champion, though? There's a unit champion? There is.
0: Well, she's called the... Uh, she's the... Uh, 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 nursemaid Hadrian. Her- hey <laughs> close. Uh, the Slasher Crone. Oh, oh, yeah, that was close. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I thought I didn't have two units, minimum size units, and I thought I had to go buy another little box. And the. Uh, Like, the day before I went, I was putting everything on the table. I'm like, wait, there's another four of these guys. Like, I actually have... I didn't even realize I had them, so I have them. So I've literally got the whole thing. And now...
1: Wait a minute. Hang on. Time out. Mm -hmm. You're talking about the girls with the blade arms or the Skaven-looking horsehead things, the spears? I'm talking the girls with the arms. Okay. So it should have been... How did you have four? You should have had six... You should. I, I give up.
0: Or I had or I had five, I mean. There you go. That's I'm better. sorry. I had five. Whatever whatever the minimum unit size is for that, I don't remember. But I knew I only had enough for one, and I needed to have two to have that one battalion. And I, right. and I apparently I bought a box, and it was sitting off on the side, and I forgot <laughs> that I even built it. I was just going through. So I'm like, holy crap, where did they come from? The Underworlds. They just well, came okay, out of the ground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Either I bought it, built it, and forgot about it. Or I now have unknown godlike powers where if I just wish for models hard enough, they'll show up somewhere in the room. I'm guessing it's not the latter one there, but that's just me. Um. So, yeah, they're all green. Like the, like the ghost green part, everything's done. Like, everything's gotten that far. Um, I've gotten some purple... On all the characters because I need those six characters to be done for uh, for Paka, and mm-hmm. then I've just started doing the purple. Okay, I have found this. Um, if I just do the shyish purple on over the over the gray, um, it's a little blotchy in parts. You know, it's got that it's got that contrast paint look to it, and it fills in the, the in the deeper parts. But it's just I I want the purple to be very dark. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I like mm-hmm. a, a much darker purple, and then I can hit it with a bit of a purple highlight. I don't want it to be that see-through, but I still want to be kind of painting quick. Um, I found and it, two layers of purple just get so dark.
1: That it's almost black.
0: Right. Uh, but what I actually did was I started taking and thinning out the, uh, the black contrast paint. Mm-hmm. I thin out the black with a little of the contrast medium, uh, almost half and half, just keep it light, and then I quick, quick gloss over the, the cloaks, so it's got a bit of a grayish, darker look to it, and mm-hmm. then I hit it with the purple, and it's still getting some of the lights and some of that dark spots, but it's just enough where it's making it darker, but it's not too, th- it's not just a couple of thick layers of of the purple. And it, so it's an extra step, but I really like how the look turns out when it's done. And I'd say about a third of the stuff on the table's got that. Oh, and I hmm. painted an ogre. In contrast. An ogre? I painted one of Kira's ogres, uh, one of the lead belchers, just because I had sprayed it up. And sure. I, and I wanted. No, no, it wasn't one of Kira's. It was one of the ones from the kit, from the new box set with the ogres and the. Well, not the new box Feast set. Piece of bones? Yeah. So, uh. I grabbed it and I contrast paint colored it, and Harrison looked at it. I painted it for like twenty minutes. It doesn't have eyeballs, you know, colored in or teeth, and the and the the hair is a little monotone because I just went in with the basic color. Just, but I did the whole thing in maybe twenty minutes, and he was done. And I'm like, oh right, like. And Kira looked at it and she's like, "Dad, this is pretty." good. I'm like, "It probably needs another highlight here," and I go, "And I, I should have waited a little bit to do the wash over the silver so it doesn't look so weird." Uh, Mm -hmm. the barrel of the gun. I'm like, but seriously, this, this was 20 minutes. And part of that was waiting and making sure the colors were dry. I did a whole ogre. I could do a unit of six ogres, you know, in, in a couple hours, you know, and the, the time moving to the next model is adding in that, that time that I need to wait for that dry time. So adding in, making it a unit size actually becomes more productive than a single model. Uh and I had so much fun painting it and Kira liked it and we were talking about these things so uh it, I'm it's actually given me motivation to paint my night haunt more so I can get them done because I kind of want to jump on these ogres it's a different colors colors I don't normally paint you know Exactly super excited uh, Awesome Yeah that's I'm oh, I'm so excited like it's like I it's moving along I've painted more last year, I mean I got what I got three thousand points of Night Hunt painted just last year. And I painted other stuff on top of that. But that's that's a lot for me personally to paint in a year. Like paint a whole army with backup units possible. It's just crazy. But yeah, that's that, it. That, it's alright. So uh gaming. You've been gaming? I
1: know you've yeah. been gaming. Actually, I've gotten in two games since the last recording. Ooh. Uh, I got to play against the new uh, Slaves to Darkness. Uh, my buddy Ross trying out a Pack of Practice. Um, eels are still good. It actually worked out pretty well. Uh, he tried out the Corn uh, Demon Prince in Despoilers, I think it is. Um, where the demon prince gets like the extra ridiculous save. Um, and he can make terrain features like block line of sight. So right. whenever we get to the slave to darkness book, um, but it turns out eels are still really good. Um, even if I'm halving my charge distance, I just get really close and that's it. Um, <laughs> no, it's like, it felt cause I haven't played the deepkin in a couple of months, but it felt right to do it again.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so, that was something. And then I played against Grant. Pater? Yeah. Prepping for PACA. Over at Gragnards? No, over at uh, Everything Games in oh. Buffalo Grove.
0: Oh, is that when you took those pictures?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I went out there. Uh, my buddy Dan came with. It was supposed to be a tournament, and it just like completely flopped. It was just the three of us. Uh, Grant, yeah, myself, I and Dan. And so, we just played. Uh, Dan and I each played Grant once, so he could get more reps in because he hasn't played a lot of AOS. Right. So um, Dan played him taking Fireslayers plus Gotrek against Grant's Gloomspite, and then I took my Deepkin against the Gloomspite. Um, I mean, they're both good games. Grant, um, he's a better player than he gives himself credit for because he's always been a good player.
0: This is Brian Blessed, and you're listening to. Hammer.
1: but it was nice to play the deepkin again and then um i just got in a few games actually probably about a dozen games of the duke the over duke? the weekend i it's an older game um came out i believe in 2013 it's a two-player game it's kind of like a crazy version of chess okay um because my dad was over uh, for the weekend helping me and carrying it out. So we got to play a couple, probably about a dozen games of that in like two hours. Um, It's like got a weird combination of like chess plus random troops and stuff like that. It was up for like one of the big awards for 2013 for best two player game. Um, Interesting. And it's got some unique characteristics. Like it's got alternative game modes, um, you can actually play with like terrain. There's a dragon that gets involved, so there's like a neutral third party thing that affects you. Um, it's a game that I really enjoy playing, just don't only way to play it with. So hmm. yeah,
0: That's that was how about lot it. Of my games are. I keep kickstarting these stupid games that you need at least three or four players. And Mm -hmm. Harrison went to school, and Barnett doesn't come by as often. And it's like, well, now when Harrison comes home, we try to play him, but I spend a lot of money on games I can't get get players to play all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a dumb thing. And now Barnett's moving back to Park Ridge in July, so there he goes, no longer 10 minutes away, back to being an hour away. Son of a gun. And I know if was like, "Oh, third world, first world problems." You give your friends an hour away. I gotta drive an hour and a half just to get to civilization. Yeah, yeah, I feel sorry for you. The point is, I've known Barnett for like thirty some years, and I've known him longer than I haven't. And he, for the last year, has literally lived a mile away. They're not a mile away; like two miles away, and it's been glorious because we can always get together on a moment's notice. And now he might not even stay out. the. If he can find a subletter, he might be moving back to Park Ridge uh, it's even before July. So mm. well, he's got an opportunity. His parents have some property there. So I guess he's going to move in there and, 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 you know, pick up the payment. And it's like, well, oh, dude, you can have a house in Park Ridge? Like, seriously? Dude, you do that. Like, it's way better than an apartment. Mm-hmm. you know and it's his parents on the place so it's like there's you know that whole thing it's oh, he, it, he'd be dumb not to but still in my being completely self-centered I'm like, eh, but now you're not right here when I want to hang out so but that's neither here nor there so what else you been playing
1: that's been pretty much it. just that bit of gaming oh okay since
0: last recording oh, that's true it hasn't been that long Oh, so like I said, I got my list in for PACA. Uh, I did I uh, did get one more uh, uh, practice bit with it. Um, not a, It's just just me and Harrison agreed to, th- you know, just have – he doesn't even know how to play. It was more like me just talking my way through it and having him try to stop me with what we had, you know. Um but it's still pretty fun. Actually, Harrison agreed to play only because I think he's getting excited about AOS because you may have seen the ad that uh, pointy elves are coming back. And I'm certain you know about it and can't say anything about it. But pointy elves are coming back. and Harrison- No, no. I can totally say something about it. Oh, other than that
1: you hate pointy elves? Um, I don't necessarily hate pointy elves. I just hate techless. Um, <sighs> that's besides the point. <laughs> See? I said something um but yeah no
0: in any event uh no he's got a good reason to be excited so yeah. and he was like yeah if this is as cool as i think it is because that's that's the one army that he's always loved you know that and he's like if high elves or some some version of whatever is supposed to be high elves with techless comes back he's like i'm i'm in he goes, now i'm like dude that's gonna be all new models he's like yeah it's a shame i can't afford them <laughs> i'm in college i'm like Oh, okay so I hear what you're saying son I hear what you're saying hmm I'm already got to do a purge So Ugh. But yeah so that's uh, We've been doing that And he's been home And so like I said We've been playing Star Trek Ascendancy and Dune Because you need at least three players for those games And when he's home we can play them sure. uh, And he's out at a KeyForge tournament Slash event thing at uh, Local game store around here Tonight he'll be home soon But He's out playing Keyforge because apparently that's the thing you do. Hmm. Do you ever play Keyforge?
1: No, I've seen it.
0: It's but... kind of cool because a deck is 10 bucks, so you can get in for 10 bucks. And you can't it's you can't change the cards. Like the decks come pre-made. And there's no two decks that are apparently are alike because they've got so many different cards that you just get stuff. And so like you play it and if you like that deck you keep playing it and if you don't you kind of toss it aside or trade it and you and you just you go out and you pick up another deck and it's 10 bucks which is cheaper than going in for a draft night at playing magic. And there's no collecting unless you got now there are people who will put up their decks apparently and put the card list up and if someone like they'll sell it as a deck cuz that's the only way you can do it cuz that's the only way it's legal cuz they each each deck comes with a card that has a list of all the cards in that deck. And so you can't just – you can't sell someone without that because they're going to be like, where's the deck list? So, you know, there's – you're not deck building. You're just playing the game. It's pretty cool. Huh. Yeah. And he's got some sort of app now where you scan the thing that says what's in your deck and then the thing reads it. And it actually tells you on a scale from 1 to 100 how powerful or or good your deck is according to whatever the – algorithm is on this thing that takes all the cards and what they can do. So now they're scanning all their decks to see which is the most powerful and whether or not they agree with the app. And they're like, eh, you know what? It kind of turns out that way. I'm like, oh, great. Great. It's, it's actually um, pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, you you know that GIF that you see a lot on Twitter where it's the little blonde girl looking around like
0: Like what the huh? heck? Like she's smelling a turd? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's my face
0: right now. Yeah, I. I mean, it, if if you like to play games like Magic, and actually, I like the game Magic. I just don't like to play Magic anymore. Agreed. Uh, I. But like I said I've said it on the show before. Um, I stopped when you couldn't buy a box of boosters and pretty much get all the cards. I mean, this mm-hmm. was, I don't know. I think it was like the sixth, uh, the fifth or sixth uh, day. Di- like we were playing in the pretty early on, and uh. Um. So I we, I stopped a long time ago. I like the game. I just don't like having to keep buying all them damn cards. Mm-hmm. So what are you gonna do? But uh, that's that. Um. You got any other?
1: Yeah, actually. Uh, so I watched the uh, the first season of Witcher.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's on my queue. I haven't watched it yet. That is really good. Like I don't particularly care for Henry Cavill as an actor. Okay. Because he's like a soulless automaton, Um, and that's being nice. However, in The Witcher, he has to play a soulless automaton, so it's great.
0: Here's the thing I don't think Henry Cavill's a very good actor, but uh, the guy who plays Superman Harrison, but he seems pretty good in that role, and he is one of us. Yeah, he's a nerd. Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, you're starting to see memes all around Like in some interview, and someone's like, which which one, Harry Potter or Game of Thrones? She's like, no, Lord of the Rings. I'm like, okay, Henry Cavill, uh, yep, I'm, you're, I'm, you're okay in my book. I'm a nerd. I like to sit around and just play games. Yeah. No,
1: no. That's fine. I'm uh, just Solus Automaton. It works. But it's a good uh, show? It was. I really enjoyed it. I was a little confused in the beginning, because I guess like the first three episodes are like weaving multiple timelines together. Um, so well, if there you're are not, three books, so... Yeah, if you're not familiar with the books or the video game series, then it can be a little confusing, but I knew going into it there was going to be three timelines weaving together. Um, and then I watched uh, Rise of Skywalker. Did you like it? Honestly, I did. Good. It's it- somewhere in between three and six on my little the good Star Wars movies, like my order, I just haven't figured out exactly
0: where it is. Oh, so you're not saying between uh, Jedi and uh, uh, the uh... Force Awakens? No, no, no. I'm saying you're not saying Episode Three and Episode Six. You're saying, uh, on the ranking scale, it's in of in... like good, legit movies because it starts okay. obviously with Empire Strikes Back. Yes, it does.
1: that's number one. Number two is Rogue One. Possibly for me. And then three to six is New... And I, this is not in a particular order because I still haven't figured it out yet. Uh, new Hope, Return of the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and Solo. Mm-hmm. I just haven't figured out the order of those four.
0: See, my list is, is a weird list because I like some of the ones that people don't like as much. There's things I really do like about them. Um, in fact, I, I, I've been... Chastised from Star by Star Wars friends, saying, um, "I like I really do. I like all but two of them."
1: Okay, um, so I just want to know what's the bottom.
0: I am hard pressed between episodes two and eight. So, uh, uh, what is it? Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones and is the two. Last Jedi. Okay, those are my because those are favorite.
1: also my bottom two
0: yeah uh and i'm hard pressed to say which is worse because there's actually i don't want to go into it we we're talking we're taking way too long with this stuff and not talking about Warhammer but yeah those are those are the two on the bottom. I went in with amazingly low expectations I was excited for it because the preview looked good, but the last Jedi had me just felt so burned that I went in with way low expectations, and that movie has its flaws um but I was at least entertained and felt like I was watching a Star Wars movie and not just having my uh, having my expectations subverted or whatever nonsense is going on there. Yeah. I mean, it was a good Star
1: Wars movie. Um, it was just – it felt more in line with some of the other ones. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, like Last Jedi was a shiver. Um, so in any event – but no, that was pretty – much it all i've done for like other wise
0: how about you well i saw star wars as well and uh i also watched the last two episodes of mandalorian i thought it was really funny after we talked to the rotor and he was saying how it was kind of episode of the week and i said oh might tie it all together and it totally did last two episodes tied everything together pulled it all together pretty nice made me really excited for uh for season two super stoked um And I did, I also, I went with Morgan because she went to see it and she's like, dad, you have to come see this movie." me. Um, now, I actually like Ryan Johnson movies when he's not doing Star Wars movies. Like Looper. You're talking about Knives Out? Yes. That's went, on
1: my list too. I just haven't gotten I to it. I went to
0: see, I, I'm like, I like Looper. I like his other movies. I just didn't like his Star Wars film. I went to go see Knives Out, even despite the fact that it was him because I'm still angry at him. Um, that movie's Fantastic. Yeah, that movie I, is so good. Like every oh, it was it's so good. Seriously, Knives Out, so good. It's good to the point where I wanted to do a Garage Gamer episode about it because it's that good. Um, as it is, I'm trying to schedule some time with Heather so we can do a Rise of Skywalker one. But uh, yeah, no. If you haven't seen Knives Out yet, I'm late to the party on this. It's been out a while. Go see it because it's so much fun. It is such a fun movie to watch. Like, I loved it. (laughs) So, uh, and that's it. That's it for me, too. Okay. So, we had a nice long toolbox talking about all sorts of weird hobby stuff. Um, It's time now to take a break, folks, to talk about our friendly local game store and our sponsor. By the way, sponsor for not just this episode, but for 2020. Grognard Games, you may have heard of it because there is always something happening at Grognard's. There is, there is, dude. Seriously, okay, it's 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 not close, right? I got to kind of drive to get there, but it is totally worth it, and not mm-hmm. just because they carry everything. By the way, next time you go in there, you know when you went to that other game store and you showed like taking the pictures in the video. Yeah, yeah we got to we got to do that at Grognard's. Like I yeah, think, for I, sure. I think Todd, I think Todd actually would love it if we did that, so he could show off what's going on there. Because there's God bless America; they have so much cool stuff there. Um, but like, I had to run in this weekend. I went in like I was there, what? Not even an hour after they opened, right? Like gamers on on not every table. Like there's still a little room, but most of the tables gamers I went in there one night really late had to go in there late closer to close down guess what gamers on the tables went in there in the middle of the day there I've never walked into the store and had it be dead have nobody be in there I've never I'm I'm certain there's times that there's nobody in there but I have not found that time yet like every time I walk in there it's hopping there are and it's not just a single game system it's not like oh it's this day or it's that day Dude, I went in there and there was people playing all sorts of games. And, dude, some of these guys, they were playing. And I don't know if it was uh, Flames of War. But it was one of these World War II games, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, historical. I don't know if it was World War II, World War, and whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Dude, these guys had this. And it was like like miniature train tracks and stuff and all this. I mean, everything looked cool. People were having such a good time. And of course, I'm in there. I'm like, I need this and that, and they have so much stuff. And I'm always picking up extra crap when I'm there. I'm always picking up an extra glue or extra this or extra that. Have you seen the pictures above the it, above the re, behind the register of the People's Armies? Apparently, there's a dude who hangs out there, and I'm going to get more info about this. He likes to. He's like amateur photographer, right? So he'll uh, go- Oh yeah, yeah. now I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, he'll go and you will bring your army and he'll set it all up around the terrain and you can bring your own terrain. And he was doing this for some of the guys at the store and he was taking pictures. Then he goes home and drops in the cool digital smoky cloudy multicolor cloud backgrounds, you know, and adds in all the touches and not, you know I don't know exactly what he's doing with it, you know, but he's going in on the computer and adding also, and then he brings them back and he blows him up and he puts him on a, on a on a mat board, and they've got him there in the store, and I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, dude, when I get my army done, like, I think I want to maybe talk to this guy and see if I can't fin- make my garden more look really nice and take a few of my cooler models and see if I can't get one of these cool, dramatic- it looks like the stuff from like, you know, like the, uh, you know, well, I mean, it looks kind of like the stuff in the, in the, in the battle tomes when you see the whole army laid out. But it's mm-hmm. like that zoomed close in, dramatic look. Here is the here is the terrain. Here is this. You are getting it from this guy's point of view. Some of it's f- fuzzed out, so I, I guess it's almost more like the uh, the not Black Library the uh, the Forge World books. Like if you've read some of those old the old uh, the the books for forty K, where they put out the really fancy tomes with all the it's like, like the Imperial Armor books. That, yeah, yes, that's that's what the Imperial Armor. It's those types of pictures, and they're cool. <laughs> and he's got him up there and I asked him about him like wow this is so awesome. Um but yeah, dude, seriously, Grognards, if you are in the Chicago land area, do yourself a favor and go there. Go check them out because they're just it's it they've got everything. Like I've never I've never, I haven't, dude, I bought Dune there. Like, he's got regular games. He's got this, but he's got the entire GW line, plus all sorts of other stuff. The stuff I didn't know I needed. Like, oh, look, you have this? This is so cool. Let me get one of these. Um, you know, movement trays, uh, you know, foam and bags. Like, there, you go there, there's, there's there's, nothing missing from his inventory. It's fantastic. So, yeah, but that's, that's Grognard's. That's... That's our game store, and it's awesome and Todd's one of those guys who you you'll see him around you know who he is if you've seen him around, and he is not just the store owner he is one of the guys who cares about the community and and is always trying to promote and build up the community, which is why I was so I was so you know I was kind of honored when he was like hey i you know I want to be a part of what you guys are doing because." He's already a guy who's well-known in the community, didn't necessarily need us, but wanted to join up with us. And I'm like, that's awesome. So, all mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get back to it. So, this episode, to talk, you know, we call it gaming in the 20s. Um, we got a new year ahead of us. And a lot of people do all their little hobby commitments, hobby this, hobby that. I just thought it would be fun to sort of talk about all the stuff that we've been doing and sort of kind of where we want to be next year without having to make commitments or plans, but just more general talk about where we're where we're going in this next, at least in the next year. So, um, <laughs> so I have here in the notes it says, "What are you working on right now?" Seriously, list all your projects, stuff you're in the middle of, stuff you just started, stuff you just bought that good too like the you know I just bought this this is for when in the middle becomes done and the stuff I just started becomes in the middle and then obviously stuff I you gotta have something bought to move up into the stuff you just started so any of it like just what and I bet you it's probably as I was sitting down thinking about it myself I'm like oh this is a much bigger disgusting terrible list than I thought I had so what you got Alex <sighs> okay so
1: I have a running spreadsheet of all the miniatures I own that are unpainted. Okay? Um I've not counted everything yet and I'm at 314.
0: 314 unpainted models? Yeah. I, I I I think I got you beat by a long shot, but that's not even that's so bad. That's not a thing to be proud of.
1: No, it's not. Um so I'm I've broken it down to um, like specific topics or specific groups or grand alliances. So, like, my biggest one right now is Order because I do have a ton of Stormcast uh-huh. uh, from the Soul Wars box that I have not touched since the Soul Wars box came out. Okay. So, that is one of those that I may end up actually purging um, and getting down because. I've been thinking about it, and I'm just not jazzed to play Stormcast anymore. Um, I thought I was going to be, uh, but I think part of my issue is that they don't play fast. They're not a particularly mobile army, despite the teleporting and everything like that. They just don't move. Um, I think part of it is because I've been playing Deepkin for so long, and that army moves.
0: Yes, it does.
1: So I'm used to speed. I'm used to being able to dictate movement. So when I'm not dictating movement, it feels really weird. So I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to the Stormcast, but, um, that one we'll see. That one will probably end up being a purge. Um, but then my second biggest one is death at 71 because I'm building a army for Bruce city brawl. Um, which is mostly chain rasps and some big beasties, uh, but then I'm also going to do a uh, night hunt army out of it as well. Uh-huh. Because you and I have had this conversation, and it's like night hunt is a book for me. It's- I really
0: am enjoying it, and I still want to get to my legions and Nagash at some point. I just like the I, I like the style, I like the look of the models, like every. It may not be great. I may never win a tournament with it. But who am I kidding? I may never win a tournament. Um, um, it. I just enjoy it on mm-hmm. every
1: level. Yeah. No, I think that's every time you and I have talked about your mm-hmm. list for Wapaka has been, this is why I want to play Nighthaunt. Yeah. So. I yeah. So that is kind of my plan. Now, I haven't included um, anything for Song of Ice and Fire because I still have that starter set
0: that I've not done anything with. Um, yeah. I've played a couple of games, but. I like the game. I don't feel like painting the models, and since they're color coded, I kind of feel like I can just cheat. Oh, I fully intend to concept arm it. Concept army it. Oh.
1: Um, so that'll be something when I finally figure out what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to paint them all like statues. Cause for those that are not familiar with the kits, they have three poses for a 12 man unit. Yes, they do. So there's not a lot of like originality or any assembly required. It's just four of the same three guys. So my thought was to paint them all like statues and then, Do the same basing because there are some models that are like neutral that they can go into whatever, like um, Littlefinger or Varys. Uh,
0: Almost almost like Mercenaries.
1: Yeah, like the Mercenaries, the Boltons, etc. So the thought was I paint them all like statues, base them all the same. And then depending on the house um, and how close they are to the north, change like the extra basing on them. So, like, the Starks will have more snow. The Lannisters will be more grassy, flowery stuff. Um, but the basic part of it will be the same thing. Oh, interesting. And then the, like, unit attachments, like the captains or the lieutenants or whatever, um, I'm going to cut them off their base, put them on a bit of cork, to uh, so say it raises them up. It makes them a little more prominent. And then... It, Anybody with a given name, like uh, Tyrion Lannister or Cersei Lannister, I'm going to put up on that same rocky sort of plinth, but paint them like proper paint them. Oh, huh, okay. Because I honestly, like how I envision this game is like, you see those big boards, like the big maps, and you see people pushing things around with the little organizers and that sort of thing. I feel like that's how this game actually plays out on the table. Interesting. Based on my experience with it, because of the mechanics, it is a bit more simple um, than, like, Kings of War or uh, 7th and 8th edition. It's not nearly as bananas. So, for me, it feels a little more, like, straightforward in that regard. So, that's why I'm thinking, like, the concept army would do better... for me but then like the characters that you care about that you actually want to play the game or play those characters for i want to paint them like actual so cool that's kind of my plan for that and then i do want to get to that box of Dreadfleet that you gave me <laughs> um I still haven't taken out of the shrink wrap because when I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do all of it at once.
0: Well, I've um, been I've been sitting on that Dreadfleet since it came out and it was still in the shrink wrap. Well, I actually had two. One came out of the shrink wrap, but that's it.
1: Yeah. So my plan this year is it's all done or it's going. Um, so anything that I have unpainted at the end of the year, I'm going to be... Giving away. I'm not going to sell. I'm going to give it away.
0: Whoa. Yeah. Now that sounds a little crazy. Oh, by the way, when you t- made your list of all the stuff that's missing, I hate to I hate to kick a man when he's down. Um did you count the twenty chain rasps and the executioner guy who are here sitting next to me on the table?
1: No, because years? they're
0: not in the house yet. Okay. Just as soon as they get
1: into the house, then death will go up to ninety two. Okay, I just I
0: was making sure that I didn't, you know.
1: No, no, fully understood. So, um, but again, I th- like I had said, I think a lot of this is going to be purged out of the order section if I decide to move away from Stormcast and just keep the few things I need for a city's army, um, because that's really where I'm want to head for order. I think
0: is a city's army. <sighs> um, I know. theres it's? It, that's another one that so much looks like so much fun. Yeah, so um,
1: honestly, most of the Stormcast will go, but I do want to literally do 100% or it's gone. Um,
0: so that is your and, actual hobby plans for 2020?
1: Yes, and then to not start a new army. You're just going to paint what you have and
0: not start something new?
1: Yeah, my only intention for purchasing is going to be to keep up with Warcry underworlds, and Underworlds. Um, okay. Because those are things that are like, they're small projects I can keep up with it theoretically as I have most of the underworlds and war cry warbands unpainted but that's besides the point um, so but the plan is not to do a whole nother full army um, and that'll be difficult knowing what's coming out this year so
0: no so you're not doing this I'm not painting another full army because I'm uh, I'm done buying new armies I'm just playing what I have you're just like look I like what I have but I need to finish it I need to finish projects because I look
1: in my nerd closet and it's bad and it makes me mad that I have all of this stuff that I'm not doing anything with or I've not done anything to. And even if it's just contrast, I don't care. It's just I'm tired of owning unpainted miniatures and it bothers me. No, I get it. Because you look at all those miniatures and it's like, how much money did I spend on these things and I haven't done a damn thing with them? Uh Uh-huh. So, this is me going to be venting my frustration with myself in
0: get it done or get it gone. So, now, but this whole I'm not painting a new army thing. I'm going to go back to this one last time. That is for 2020. If at the end of 2020, let's say you got everything painted.
1: Okay. So, that's going to be a lot because last year, and I've been keeping a running total for the last couple of years. Last year, I painted 289 models. That's a lot of models. It's a good job, especially with a baby. Um, so now but so she's now you're used one. to the
0: baby. Uh, she still has a bedtime baby. baby. She still got a bedtime.
1: Yeah. So I don't think I can keep up with the growth. So I'm going to have to cut some stuff out because, like, in 2018, I painted 134 models. Uh huh. And then this 2019, I painted 289.
0: So you painted more with the baby?
1: Yes, because I'm not spending time gaming.
0: Aha! Uh-huh. Well, and
1: admittedly, 201 of those models were painted since the release of Contrast.
0: Well, and that's what I'm saying. You can easily do another 200 some models with the new co- with the contrast.
1: Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, mostly. I the mean, orders- if you weren't
0: having delusions of Game of Thrones grandeur or Song of Ice and Fire grandeur, you could probably get it done. I'm not saying not to do your cool ass project, but damn.
1: Yeah, no, no. Um, and realistically, I plan on doing contrast for most of this stuff with the exception of my order stuff. Um, I don't know what it is, but the order stuff I want to legit paint, legit paint. Um, because that's like, I don't know. I feel like of the armies that I've played with Sigmar, mm-hmm. the ones that I weirdly enjoy the most are order armies. Or like the ones I'm known for. Because I'm not necessarily known as a Grot player, even though I've been a Grot player since I started. It's when people think about what armies does Alex play, it's Deepkin and Stormcast.
0: Well, at least for the last four years, yeah. Yeah. Before that, you asked me what Alex plays. I said, goblins. Not even orcs and goblins. He plays goblins.
1: Yeah. So, in any event, it's... I have to do done or gone, because it's just... It's bothering me. And I will tell you, this is not because I don't believe in the product anymore or because there's no cool armies coming out that I'm interested in, because there are. Um, this is just I need to get it done.
0: Okay. But so let's say you get it done or you get all the GW stuff done. And at the end then of the day, maybe I'll start something. Well, that's what I'm saying. You get it done. Well, okay. But okay, so you don't get it done. You get your GW stuff done, but you don't get the Song of Ice and Fire. And so it's gone. Mm hmm. Start a new army then? I mean, but, cause, yeah. That, I mean, because basically you're going to be starting a new army next year of some sort because. I mean, unless you just decide, look, I know I said I was going to get rid of this, but everything else is done but this, and I'm going to just do this and not buy anything else. Because once you have nothing to paint, then you got to get something to paint, don't you? I mean, this is. It's not like it ever ends. I mean. No.
1: and no. I mean, there will be things to keep it going. Yeah. Um, so it's just a matter of I just want to get it done. Get it done. Get that's. Get it done. Get the yeah. Now, granted, the army that hasn't come out yet that I'm really interested in isn't pointy elves. But
0: uh, I know you can't say anything. I'll just stop you right here from taunting me. Yeah, so... And then it's coming out for the next year. Yeah. But you um, can't talk. I can speculate in all sorts of nonsense because I can't get in trouble because I know nothing. Yes, we know. Jon Snow. <laughs>
1: anyway, um, so that's really my big goal is get it done or get it gone. So I know it's kind of crazy, but I don't know. I really need something to push this and get it done. Because I, urgh, eats me alive.
0: No, I get you. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let me jump into this. Uh, all my projects. Okay, obviously finishing Stormcast. Um, what other projects? Um, I'm still painting the terrain. I've got about two tables worth of terrain, and I haven't finished painting it all. So that's. A, and I have another, at least another table of terrain for. 40k because i bought a lot of the industrial stuff that i was planning on doing that's been built and sitting primed uh i am need to rebase my legions of nagash and my quote-unquote cities of sigmar army because i have enough at least of the duarden where i could play with that that's a that's on the table to get done uh, that's way on the back of the list, though, because I haven't done that a lot later. Um, I've still got Stormcasts that haven't been painted. I haven't gold-boyed the re- a lot of them out. I've got a lot of it built. Um, along with rebasing Legions of Gosh. it needs a repaint because it's just not good. And once I pull it off to rebase, I know I'm going to have to redo some of that stuff anyway. So there's that. Uh, the War Cry units that I've primed and not painted—that's on the list. Oh, and then don't forget—I still need to finish my Ultramarines, and I have basically what I think is almost an entire Tau army. Not a, probably not a good one, but it's almost an entire. Yeah, I got a I got a couple of boxes of those little dudes with the helmets that aren't uh, aren't big suits and aren't the crute. I don't think. Uh I got a couple of the, the get started collecting boxes for them and I got a couple extra uh, cars. Um and uh yeah, I got a whole tower army sitting in shrink wrap still. Um that's all the projects. Uh I think that's all the projects. I can't think of anything else that I have going on. Um I actually thought about the KO with the new book coming out cuz I do have like one unit and that and that boat built, and I would love to paint the rest of the army. Uh, But it's like, that's, that's, I don't know. But that's all the stuff I have started. Uh, I will definitely be not repainting or painting any more Stormcast. I am putting them up on the for sale block. Uh, Probably at about half retail is my guess. That's usually where I try to start and to see if I can get any takers. Um, (laughs) Hey, anybody looking to start a Stormcast army? Hit me up. I got a lot of stuff. They're gold boys. And it's not the greatest stuff, but it would be a good start at a decent price. Woo-hoo! That's... I think that's everything. I don't think I have... Oh, (laughs) I got the Blackstone Fortress kit that I never really quite finished painting. Um, Oh, but those models are baller. Oh, they're so good. And that game is fun. Blackstone Fortress is a good game. Way better than the Age of Sigmar version that I can't Silver remember. Tower. Yeah, and the other one. I got them both. I got Silver Shadows Tower. over Hammerhall. Yeah! Look at you! Remember names and stuff again. Uh, I got... Yeah, uh, that game I tried. I tried. And I like the theme and I like the idea. It just... It doesn't... After I played Blackstone Fortress like Harrison and I played it with Christopher and Harrison Harrison who did not really like Silver Tower that much um, you know, he played it with us because we were playing it, but he's like, it's just, it's so repetitive and it's not sweet. Uh, and we played Blackstone Fortress though. And Harris is like, okay, no, this even Harris was like, no, I'll play this more. Um, that's the problem is I liked Silver Tower. Uh, I thought it was fun and simple and easy. Harris was like too simple, too easy, too repetitive. I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I like this and, like I said, I, I liked it until Blackstone Fortress came out, and then I was then th- th- it makes it's so good that it makes the problems in Silver Tower that much more glaring.
1: For sure. So,
0: yeah, if anyone wants a Silver Tower set too, got one of those.
1: <laughs> I do too. I like the models. And that's on my list of stuff to paint. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the only reason I'm keeping mine is that. In the Tome of Champions for Warcry, they've teased that there's a Disciples of Zine chore band coming out. Oh. And I'm going to guess that most of those models in there can be used in Warcry.
0: Oh, that's not a. That's. Yeah. Yeah, that's a clever idea, actually. Yeah,
1: so that's the big reason why I'm keeping it. Plus, I really enjoyed um, painting. Models like the heroes, like the Excelsior War Priest, the can't even think of their names now. Uh, the Tenebral Shard, the Mistweaver Saya. Oh right. Uh, so like, I really enjoy painting those models, and I like having them. Um, I just don't play the game. Like, I love the models. The game itself is.
0: Yep. Yep. So. So, um, you did your actual hobby plans for 2020. So I suppose I will. I should do mine as well. Um so here's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. A um, my plan is to sell the stormcast sell possibly some of the ultramarines. Um I don't think I want to sell the tau because I would like to build them, but if it came down to it I had to get rid of stuff that's still in shrink wrap. I can I can get a good deal for that. I can go with it. I just I I'm not 100% certain when I, if I'm, when I'm going to be able to build it. Um then what I am gonna do? Oh, and uh, Underworlds too. I think I think I'm I think I'm gonna put that up on the. If, if anyone's got the, if anyone wants the first two seasons worth of Underworlds, man, they're gonna be get a good deal for that too. And I'm not just doing this to say, hey, like I haven't even prepped it or put it away. But when I put it up for sale, I just I think the plan is to at least at the very latest have all this stuff ready for that for the trade days trade day at Adepticon. And Mm -hmm. and just let it go. I always... (laughs) last three years, I've done the sale day at Adepticon. I got the little table. The guy always gets mad at me because I got like four big tubs of stuff. He's like, you're never going to fit that on your table. I'm like, I'm just putting it behind the table here in the corner. And I put it under the table, and then I just start pulling stuff out. Uh, I I grew up... Or not grew up, but I spent the last 20 years with my father-in-law, who makes killings at garage sales because... He knows what people are going to be willing to pay. And he's not asking for more than that because the whole point is to get it out. Like, everything I bring to Adepticon, I want to sell. I literally... That thing goes on for three or four hours. I Every year, I'm sold out within an hour and a half, two hours tops. And last year... Or the first year, it lasted a long time because I had all that Mantic stuff. And it took a while to get, get rid of all of it. But I just... I sell that stuff out. So... I may just take it to Akon, but that's going to go too. Um, My plans for 2020, first and foremost is finish the Night Haunt. I'd like to try to finish it, most of it by my birthday, with the possible exception of the Black Coach, because I haven't even built it yet. But I think I can get the rest of this stuff painted, uh, definitely before Adepticon. Um, Oh, one of the projects I totally forgot is I own Adeptus Titanicus. And I still haven't built all the stuff for it. And I wanted to learn to play. And I had asked Christian, because I'm sharing a room with him at Adepticon. And I said, oh, I'd like to get a game in of, get some Adeptus Titanicus in with you. And I meant more like teach me how to play. <laughs> and he's like, great, we have an extra spot on our team. <laughs> so apparently it is like, it's it's really, it's really, it's a friendly thing. So even if you're not really good, don't know how to play too well, you should be fine. And I think I am might one afternoon be playing... And that's the only thing I'm going to be uh, – because I'm not signed up for anything else because I'm just helping you run everything this year. And then I'm just going to do pickup games in the evening. Um, but <laughs> I think I, I think that's on my project list because if I go to Adepticon, I should probably have a few Adept uh, Titanicus models uh, to actually play the game with. might even want to try to learn how to play the game before I go. So that's crazy. That um, sounds like extra credit. Yeah. So right now, I think the plan for 2020 is get Pack-A-List finished, keep plugging away at this, but on the side, if I don't feel like painting purple or black or metal or green, uh, start building the the Titanicus stuff and painting that. Um, Also, this year, I will definitely, uh, now that I painted that ogre and saw how quick and easy you can do it and how decent it looks after that time... I mean, she's only got like forty-five, fifty ogre models. I could probably pr- crank through that at this, at this, using this technique and using the contrast paints. I could tick off that whole thing in a month if I have time to sit down and work on it. Now, granted, I go back to school on January twenty-seventh, or no, February seventeenth. Like, go back to school as in master's program. So. Who knows all I know is that my first class Starts February 17th and ends March 22nd so it will not Interfere with Adepticon um, But That's what I'm doing I'm gonna do Ogres that and that that's, that's my goal for 2020 Sell off a bunch of crap And at the very least finish the Night haunt um, Get the AT stuff Going and then do the ogres I think that's a, a very doable Plan hmm So, but now, now, Alex, Alex, I have a question for you, my friend. We gave our actual hobby plans for 2020. My question for you, my friend, is what are your lofty hobby plans for 2020? Like, you could get whatever, you can get done whatever you wanted. You can, you know, whatever you need to do to finish off whatever you need to do or do it. You, now, obviously, I mean, there's the obvious answer. Oh, I would paint one of every army they have, so that way I had everything and I could play with my thing outside of the obvious, I just have every army they have. What would your ideal goal be for, for this year? Like if you could just get whatever you needed done. So I think that boils down to
1: one, getting everything painted or gone. That is my, my actual plan. So it kind of ties into the lofty. I do want to start another army this year. Um, It's just not out yet. So there's that. Um, And then I may want to dabble in 40K. um, Just not because – so let's talk about this. I don't particularly enjoy 40K um, with the exception of like a narrative um, environment. But the Gene Steeler cults models are just ridiculous. Um, You like those, huh? I do. So I'd really like to paint some of them. Um, or maybe do a small crew. It's just I don't particularly enjoy the game from a competitive standpoint. From a nearer standpoint, though, it's great.
0: Um, I enjoy playing, but Chris, you just keeps kicking my teeth in with his with his elves. Yeah, the Eldar or whatever they're called now,
1: uh, Eldari or whatever. Um, so they're called
0: that it's hard to hit, and he uses a lot of good uh, command things. And next thing I know. I can't hit him and I'm dying. So that's that's yeah. That's what happens.
1: That sounds right. Um so I think I don't know. The other big thing is it's like I want to play in more events for Warcry and for Underworlds. because um, I do really enjoy those games. I just haven't made the concentrated effort to play them. Um so I think that is something I really want to push this next year is to do that.
0: Sounds good. That's good. Uh, yeah. That is a nice lofty goal there.
1: Now, Is it going to happen? Probably not. Um, just because it's like if you think about the stuff that I've already got signed up for this year, I've got Packa this month, Holy Wars next month, Adepticon in March, April is Brew City, sometime over the summer, I forget when, is Midwest Meltdown. Um, then after that, you've got... Holy havoc, and God knows what else in between. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, and like Adepticon, like Adepticon is going to be the last checkbox on my list of stuff to do as a TO. Um, right. Wait. What? With well, if you think about it, I've done everything else. Oh, okay. Like, there's nothing left
0: oh, on no, my just, list I,
1: except for the four player team. Um, But, no, this is the last thing that I need to do on, like, my TO checklist, if you think about it, is this four-player team. Um, So then, like, I didn't think I would ever hit this point where, like, all my goals would be met as a TO. Um, Because, like, if you think about it, I've run... Seventh and eighth edition from its lows to its high, um, with like 150, 140 ish in the championship. Right. And then we had Sigmar and it died. Uh, the numbers just took a dive in end times. And then we did the championship for the first year of age of Sigmar
0: and that was. I came in like, like fourth because that was no, was amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, when you when you when you make the field a lot smaller, and make mostly people who are just in it for the hobby, I got a chance. Yeah, yeah, that is true.
1: <laughs> um, but like, we only had like forty people for the championship, and then it's just been growing and growing. And this year, we sell out at two hundred and thirty six.
0: Bananas, that's so, crazy
1: it is it is ridiculous um, to think that we have the demand and to have taken the game from its lowest point to now it's absolute high um, setting attendance records and breaking them every year. Um, last year we ran the biggest event for age of Sigmar period uh, with the team tournament, with how many players we had because we had almost 300 players. Sweet. In the team event. And then this year we're going to break it again. Sweet. Because it's 96 four-player teams. So you do the math, it's almost 400 people.
0: Yep, that's uh, what, Three hundred and eighty. 384. Or 384, I mean, yeah. So
1: if you think about it, it's just... It's a staggering amount of things that I've done. I've run multiple other events. I've raised thousands of dollars for charities. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like I don't know what's next. And it's a very weird position to be in.
0: So yeah. I've
1: ticked off all the boxes. What do I do now? Yeah, I know. It's not like I can turn in the score sheet for like a microwave or something. Here's um, what here's 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 your next step. Your next
0: step is to find a friend who you can mentor and help them teach them how to run a good event, and then what you do is you have them set up and start and get a, a nice GT going that you can play at. That you've helped them sort of not set up, not set up like the the you know not. I don't mean it in any sort of a, a cheaty way. I mean it sort of in a you know you get a friend who maybe would love to learn how to run a good GT and then you guide and help them and you run it and then they say look welcome to the first ever garage hammer GT uh thank you for coming uh, my name's Dave or something like that i'm just i'm, I'm just spitballing yeah but see once you once you've done all the gigs that then you're done then you teach you got to bring on the next groups right that's how that works mm. Yeah, it's probably Eric I'm not saying, I'm just saying, okay? Okay. Wow, that's a crazy lofty goal, though. That's pretty good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So,
0: uh, my lofty goals, if I could do whatever I wanted, honestly, if I could get whatever I wanted done, I would just, uh, the simple answer, I'd get this backlog just finished. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of stuff I'm not going to do get the rebasing done um, i have I have uh, and just get it done simply and to a decent standard. Uh, my other lofty goal is to learn how to do better basing. I think my bases for my undead right now are great and i've but uh, I kind of screwed myself over by doing the all these bases for deciding to do them for the Undead and the Night Haunt, and I did most of the Skeletons, which is the bulk of my Legions of the Gosh Army, but I've still got other stuff that would need, and the, you know, at this point with Green Stuff World and rolling out all those bases, it's it's actually kind of a chore, and I didn't realize how much I was getting myself into it. and it's not difficult, it's just a lot of, it's. there's a lot of time and effort put into it, um, I think it looks great, but it's just a lot of time and effort. I wish I hadn't gone that route necessarily. Um, and then my other lofty uh, plan, uh, besides you know finishing up the stuff I have, would be to uh, get s- several good tables of terrain, like with different themes and ideas. And I know, I'm, like I said, oh, you, White Tech, you are a madman. But that's just kind of what I would like: a couple of good tables of terrain, some nice armies, and get that stuff done. So that as new stuff rolls out, I could do it. Um, but if I'm being, if 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 I'm if I'm kind of playing in the middle there with realistic lofty goals, it's do the stuff I just said: get the night haunt done, get the ogres done, and then uh, the AT stuff. Uh, and 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 then and this is so shameful because this this would necessitate actually having to sell stuff to have the money to get it is to buy a pointy ears army so that Harrison will play Warhammer with me again because I miss playing Warhammer with my boy so so plus the outline, yeah you're gonna need to clear out a lot yeah I know it's gonna be awesome I'm really excited actually so that's my lofty goals. And this, I mean, that's a lot to do in the next year. But uh, I actually think I can do Ogres, AT, and Night Haunt well within the range of the year Um, as my actual goals. I think I can beat them. So, all right, but listen, we got to take a break. It's time for a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little bit more about things we are hoping for or things we'd like to do in 2020 uh, before we wrap up. So we will be right back. Alright, I'm back. Uh, let's bring this back and do this. Alright. And we are back! Here we are! We're back! We're back with the show! The show! The show! Everybody enjoy the show. What'd you think of my song, Alex? So, Dave, (laughs) what do you
1: want to see in 2020? (laughs)
0: Uh, what do I want to see in 2020, and why is it Seraphon, as the notes say? Uh, I think Seraphon's the obvious one. I would love to see the Seraphon get their update. They deserve it. I'd like to see Rotor actually be able to use his army. Um, it's just after everything that came out, that's the one that I think needs help the most. And if I'm going to pick something that I want to see happen from GW in 2020, that's my big one. I'm excited about the elves because we need the elves. But I, Do we? Yes. Do we
1: really need Techless? Uh
0: I miss techless. I'd rather see techless than uh I don't know, than a bunch of, bunch of blind uh
1: you know I miss Teclas like I miss a hemorrhoid. So let's It's it's not good.
0: Nah, it, you know, he, seriously better than the, you know, blind living underwater riding uh sea snakes. Uh So the ones that ride the eels are not blind. Wow. It's the ones without
1: the souls. So let's uh, be correct here. Um, So here's the thing. If it is the pointy elves are like his second attempt because he failed again with the deepkin, um, what are they going to look like besides pointy?
0: I would like them to hearken back to those of his past. Uh Uh-huh. Dead I'm in a to, heat. Got it. I like <sighs> I like the high elf aesthetic. And once again, even if I didn't, it's gonna get air from the play, so I'm excited. Yeah. No, for
1: sure. Um, but no, Seraphon, like that's the only book that hasn't been updated um, or gotten a revision. Which so, is what makes it the obvious choice. Yeah. Now, I mean let's I mean they could just axe the range altogether.
0: Uh, Why would you want to do that, though? I don't know. I mean, unless you're making new Seraphon, but then that's just making new models for the same army, you know, or, uh, you know, which I personally am always looking forward to seeing new models, but I'd like to see them maybe add a couple and then just update. But uh, so listen. I know that you can't answer the question. What do you want to see coming up? Honestly, that's kind of all. Like I'm so I'm so overwhelmed with everything that's been coming out. I haven't had a chance to look through the Carriage on Overlords book too much. Uh, the Zinch book is kind of bananas. Like it's, I don't know. Uh, if, it's a little uh, out there. I don't know if it's. Uh, I mean, it, it hasn't even come out yet, so I, I I don't know if it's over the top or anything like that. But it looks like there's parts of this that could be really over the top. Like get up. Get up on your face first turn, which is sort of becoming a thing now with some armies. Um, and then wreck your wreck your day before you even get a chance to play. Seems like that might have the possibility um, with this, with some of the cool things they can do. Um, but Zinch is such a cool army anyway. It, it painted right. It, it's really... It, it, that, Thousand Suns, anything you do with, uh, with Zinch is pretty cool. So, But so... Now, since you can't answer that question, as I said, since you can't answer that question, uh, I came up with another question for you because being you know playtester can't uh, can't talk about what's what you want to see because you know what is there, uh, and if you do talk about it, then we know it's probably not happening because once again, playtester. So, if you could decide, Alex, what next army is going to go in, what the next army to go into development is. What would you Excuse me. Oh, goodness gracious. Sorry about that. Uh, Meaning you get to make up the army. You get to pick the race, the strength, the weaknesses, whether it's horde or elite. Um, You can make the background. You can do anything. Uh, If you ever had a dream army in your head, this is your chance to make it. Okay? Now, obviously, uh, for those who don't know, we were kind of going through ideas and this kind of popped into my head like a couple hours ago. So, it's not like either of us had any time to really think about the answer, so I don't need a full answer. Um, I don't need uh, a history of the race. I don't need to even know the race. I just, what kind of things, you know, what would you like to, to to put together? Like if you had your druthers, what would you like to do? That's
1: a very tough question. Mm-hmm. Um Mainly because it's like the stuff that I want to see is stuff that's based kind of in the background. Okay. Um, so, and I know we've talked about this ad nauseum at sometimes, but Bag Scuttlers, um, an elite shooting destruction army.
0: That's a cool idea.
1: Yeah, um, and I don't care if their flotillas are hot garbage. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's just to have the ramstackle, the ram shackle aesthetic, um, of like pirated carriage on overlords type stuff or like their own technology. If it's inflate a squig or whatever it is. Um, but like, I don't know, that sort of stuff or, um, honestly, I'd like to see a Megalofin make it in, but that's just my obsession with sharks. Um, but what? A megalophin. So, if you read the Ko book, the original Ko book, um, one of the things that they hunt in the clouds is megalophins, and these are like essentially gigantic flying sharks.
0: All right. Okay, I
1: remember. So, I mean, like something like that making its way in. Um, I would just also like to see just more weird monsters in general added to the game. Like I know there's Forge World, but. There's not a lot in there that is specifically AOS. Right. Um, the closest we have is, like, Scaric. Um, it's mostly the old Monster Arcanum stuff. And, yeah. The, and the Tamarcon and, stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that just kind of got force fit. Um, and there are some things, like, I don't agree with. Like, the Mireworm. Why is that destruction when it could easily slot into Deepkin? Um, oh, sure. But the issue... With, like, the mirror worm is, like, if you look at all the other Deepkin beasts, they have the hoods, because they're controlled. The mirror worm does not. Right. So, it's not controlled, which means that it's not good. Um, for the Deepkin, at least. So, it's just, I don't know. I would like to see more monstrous things in general, and then that elite, elite destruction shooting army. Um, I think. Now, granted, you could kind of do an elite destruction shooting army with underguts uh-huh. uh, from Ma tribes because you can do lead belcher battle line, um, and everything that they do is about the guns. So you can kind of do it that way, but I don't know. Ogres are just not as cool as grots. Um, I hate to tell you, folks. So if you say um, so, <laughs> yeah. I also, and I know this is going to sound kind of weird, but I kind of want to see like mixed armies, like. When you're doing the Realm Gate Wars and you have the, what are they, the Celestial Vindicators, the teal and white ones, Right. Um, when they're going through Chemon and they go through um, – I can't think of the city's name now, but they meet um, the Silver Maiden.
0: She's a banshee and she helps them. Right. She's actually one of the stories, in one of the fiction books. They write that she's part of that.
1: Yeah, I would just like to see even just, like, rules for doing something like that, where it can be a weird combination of things um, that wouldn't necessarily, like, work together, but you can theme it that way. Um, I'd like to see more interesting combinations like that. Um, Now, granted, that does get really tricky, like, rules-wise. It's like, how do you fit a Banshee? How do you fit the Death Save? How do you fit this? How do you fit that? It's just, like, I don't care. Um so maybe more narrative lists like that because like even during the Rolling Wars they had um those weird battalions that had all these weird rules like specific forces and everything like that. I'd like to see those actually like come back to
0: the fore. It would be cool.
1: Yeah, or more narrative gaming just in general come back to the fore. Um maybe some like better hints as to how to design it because I feel like we have Holy Wars, we have Holy Havoc, and Steve does an amazing job with those. I don't think there's any question of that, but I think I would like to see more of a narrative gaming direction from Workshop as far as doing it that way. And I know this is like, well, why is the playtester asking for narrative stuff? It's because all I work on is match play. Right. But I love the idea of like good narrative stuff. So it's like when you see guys like doing Raw, um, it's like, jimbo mitzi ming right um, steve foot it's like the next uk event i want to go to is raw um like i would love to go and play face hammer um i'd like to go to back to the south coast or do anything else but like the list the aren't the event that i want to go back for is raw so i mean i'm not gonna dress up like chuck i just don't have the gams for it but um I mean, not a lot of guys do. He's, he's he's got the gams for it. Um, so I don't. Know, I would just like to see, like, do more narrative events in general. Um, I'd like to see more of that, and then yeah. obviously gr- Grapex scholars because you know,
0: cool goblins. Well, that is true. That's very true. Um, speaking of Steve Foot, I think. I think Steve's got a Patreon going or something like that. For some of the things he's doing, you should look that way. I can't look it up right now, but I know I was talking with some guys who said he did. And apparently it's pretty cool. So I'm only sort of half promoting it because I can't find... I'm kind of scrolling through my phone here trying to see where the heck I saw that information. And I think it's in this one chat group, but I can't get through... Uh oh here it is. I did find it. I finally got through all the pictures from Tyler Mangle. Uh it's at patreon.com slash footworks. F O O T E W O R K S. And it's uh it's 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 a pretty cool uh it's a pretty cool little little Patreon thing. So just want to throw that out there. Um wow so you, man you're you're that's such a great answer and i don't have anything close to that good i thought about gargantuans you know, giant monsters for all the armies too um i thought about it at first and i said you can't i don't think you can make them universal necessarily uh simply because it's like with the interactions with all the stuff, like that. You know, like oh, the Overlords, the new book. Have you heard about the, the? I don't. Did you work on the Overlords book? Can uh, we, can we yeah. talk about that? Okay. So, it, well, it's out. It's past the date. We could talk a little bit about it. But I know in one of the things, the rule. Now you can you practically teleport your ships. You can just get them up and out of way and take them more than nine inches from any enemy. And the high fly rule. right? And so, but now a lot of the shooting because uh, got its range reduced, so that you can't just fly high, drop nine point zero zero one inches away, and start blasting away at your enemy. So now their range had to get uh, trimmed or cut, uh, at which it looks bad, but it makes sense, you know, because you got to watch those interactions, you know. And <coughs> I think a generic giant monster. There's I'm certain they could find one with a generic enough rules that nothing really went over the top and messed up. But all these different armies with all their different special rules, you know, you never know when you're going to drop this thing into one army and it's it's, it's completely ridiculous. Or you drop into another army and because of their army special rules and restrictions, it's completely useless Um so generic I kinda put out of my head, I was thinking it would be cool just like they do with the terrain and the uh spells to start coming out with and I know we have a rule that's behemoth and but not everybody has a really cool giant dragon or a or a or a maw crusher or some other thing, and maybe you know, you can get something else really huge and big and cool like that. You know? Mm-hmm. So that might be really cool to get. Um, honestly, I have no idea what kind of army I would make. I kind of asked that of you. <clears throat> um, I, I I would I, if I was going to make my own army. See, here's I, this is where I get confused because I'm I would I would like to try to build something that's kind of balanced. I'm really looking for something that's balanced. that I can just sort of play with and have a little variety. And I guess everybody's looking for that. But I keep, when I started answering this question for myself, I was not making anything balanced. I'm, I'm so used to, I spent most of my, well, let's see, I played Dwarves forever. You know, great armor, great shooting, no magic. And then I played Undead, you know, um, good magic, uh, you know, no psychology, uh, but no shooting. You know, it's, we're excellent at this, and we're okay at all of this, but then we're totally not having something. Brought in the Stormcast. Oh, Stormcast! Remember the days when Stormcast didn't have magic? Now it's now it's ridiculous. But remember when they didn't have magic? That's when I was playing them. Um, same, you know. So, as I'm writing these lists, I'm like, okay, I want some guys. I think if I'm building an army, I think someone that has some decent movement. Because board control is important, um, but not ridiculous like some of these things now. Uh, I, I get that I get that there might be armies or certain builds where they can get to you on turn one. But it just feels like getting to you on turn one was not necessarily the initial intent of the game. You know, like just getting in there that quick. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But it was a rarity when it happened, and now it seems like there's a lot of guys who can just get up on your grill, turn one. Um, so I think you need a little bit of movement uh, control, and then other than that, I just know uh, I I don't necessarily know that I want to do another sort of horde army, but it seems like there's been a lot of elite armies, you know, coming out at least recently. You've had the the bone reapers. You know, can it can be or it seemed to be mostly a pretty elite army. Um, you know, the ogre stuff came out. I mean those aren't high model count armies either. You know, I kinda like the guys who can come in and and, and lay a smack down. So I think I'm going with a little bit more elite, but it just seems like so many of them came out, but it's like, I don't want to do Horde either. I just don't know. I think I want to work on this, though. I want to start coming up with what I would do for an army. That might be a fun segment on a future episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that might be.
0: <laughs> or it's, just, not- it's
1: one of those... No, but the thing is, it's like you have to...
0: Like, coming up thought. with like,
1: rules, backgrounds, stuff like that, that's all great. But it's just it still has to be something that is, like, based in the universe um, for Sigma, that they've not explored yet. And that's part of the beauty of this game is it's
0: just there's so much unexplored. Exactly. You can kind of come up with whatever your excuses or whatever your reasons are and just roll with it. And um, I don't know. I'm pretty actually – as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, wow, this could be a pretty – cool little project. And then I actually started to sit there and think about all the stuff that would go into it. And yeah, there's a reason those guys get paid to do this because that's a lot of work, man. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they're going to do a-, a game and they announce it and tell you it's three years out. Because yeah. man, writing, just coming up with some ideas here, I'm like, well, that's too much like this. Or, this is too much like that. Or this is... You know? And then... Suddenly, it's like i got to fill in. And then I'm not even thinking about the fact that... And I'm not suggesting that we even do this, but... It's like, how, okay, all this is here. Well, how does it, what kind of artifacts are they going to get? You know, mm-hmm. I know you get the two, you get the sort of the defensive and the offensive ones. Um, but like
1: the weird ones.
0: Right. Like, what's the thing that's going to make this army cool? And what, what can you work in to give them that cool and make it themey? This just... I didn't realize how deep the rabbit hole went on this until I actually sat down and just started trying to think of not what army that exists would I love to build and do if I had my, my own choices. But if I could make my... If you could design your own army, what would you do? And I literally just kind of froze said, like, duh. Which is terrible because you think how much you would... Like, Man, if I ever got to build, I would do... This. Nah, I have no idea. I'm just a dum dumb. Yeah, but you're a lovable <laughs> dum dumb. A lovable dum dumb. dumb.
1: But no, it's it's one of those things, it's like, again, it's like, where, where do you go? Like, what's your basis? Like, do you pick, like, some sort of ruined empire that has been there for God knows how long? Is it dead? Is it not dead? Is it some sort of weird amalgamation? Is it some lost tribe of humans that hasn't fallen to chaos but isn't worshipping Sigmar? Like, there's yeah. just a lot of weird routes. And I suppose the other thing is just, like, take more of the narrative as cues for different things. So, like, we had talked about, like, uh, the Silver Maiden. It's like a Banshee in Stormcast. But, like, there are actual, like, Nagashites, like, human Nagash worshippers that don't worship Sigmar that are in the cities. um, Because Nagash still has Churches and everything like that dedicated to him because he's still a like, god,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even in Shyish, but they still fight against the undead because they kind of want to live. So it's like those sort of like weird combination things. Like, the we saw this with like Forbidden Power, with like it's a weird combination list, like the Legion of Grief and the Leth- Lethsian Defenders, right? Um, like to see stuff like that, but it's really hard again to
0: the GA lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that kind of brings us up to the end, I think. We've just sort of been talking about uh, you know, wish-listing. I don't think we've ever done just a wish-listing episode, but there we go. Just kind of stuff we want to do. Um, Alex uh, had to duck out, so uh, I'm wrapping up the show myself here at the end. Alex, thank you, by the way, for All that you were doing and all the cool ideas you came up with this episode. Uh, But now, folks, you're stuck with just little old me. Yes, that's right. The worthless one. Um, So I guess I'm just going to wrap up the show then. Uh, And so before we go, I definitely want to uh, thank all of our Patreon patrons. Uh, Patreon.com slash Garage Hammer. Thank you again, every one of you who have become part of the 1% and who make this show And everything that we do possible And once again that's the associate producers Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders And Lance Pear. Our executive producer Colin Miller And our newest patrons Again thank you Adrian Ray and Davis Bailey That's right Davis Bailey So um, yeah folks that's about it So everyone have a I hope you all have an exciting and happy 2020 uh, Setting up for your hobby games uh, And your hobby plans uh, if you got anything cool or interesting you know, Share it on the Facebook page We're going to post this episode up Obviously as we always do On the Garage Hammer Facebook page What are your big hobby plans It might be cool to see that I would be very interested to hear What you guys What your real goals are And what your lofty goals are So um, Jump onto the Facebook page And let us know what you're thinking uh, It's uh, Garage Hammer Podcast On Facebook So There you go folks And until next time Only the faithful will be triumphant only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful, no, no despair, except in failure. You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you've enjoyed the show,
1: maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. Or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at garagehammer.com. And Alex, that's me, is at Some Kind of Geek 30. Original music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at soundcloud.com slash Claire Seabrook Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the Grand Alliance Forum, that's TGA.community, or check out the Garage Hammer Facebook page. And as always, thanks for listening.